Hey, howdy, space nerds. Apologies for the delay on this episode. It's been a busy summer here at WMFE, so it's taken a bit longer to produce each episode. And if you can't tell from my voice, I came down with a bit of a cold as well. Well, anyways, we're back this week. Remember, you can catch up on all the latest space news in the meantime by following us on Facebook. Search for Are We There Yet? Podcast. You can also visit WMFE.org slash space. All right, on to the show. From the studios at WMFE in Orlando, Florida, this is the Space Exploration Podcast that asks the question, Are We There Yet? Hi, I'm Brendan Byrne. Last week, we toured Launch Complex 39B. That's where NASA plans to launch the Space Launch System. But before it gets to the pad, it has to get put together. So that happens in the Vehicle Assembly Building. The VAB is this gigantic building that towers over everything at Kennedy Space Center. I see it every time I come on site to cover a story or a launch, and depending on the weather, usually miles before I get to the main gate. It's been home to the assembly of the Apollo rockets, as well as decades of shuttle assembly and processing. Engineers and workers have had to transition the building from the shuttle program to SLS. It's a pretty big task. Now, overseeing that effort is Jose Perez Morales. He took me through the VAB to talk about the changes being made and how you actually put together a rocket. Now, before we jump into the conversation, I have to say this. I've been covering the space beat for about two years now, and I grew up here in Florida, even went to space camp here back in the 90s. I've made countless trips to KSC over the years, but there's one thing I've never done, and that is go inside the VAB until this interview. Now, I try to keep it cool, but there are points in the interview where you can tell I lose a little bit of my cool, and for that, I apologize. All right, let's take a listen. When you do start fabricating or putting together SLS, where does it start? How does it work? Um, just like, just like uh, a little bit like the shuttle, uh, the SLS comes in pieces. Some of it will come through the barge uh, canal. Some of it will come through rails. Um, and uh, basically everything will meet here at the transfer aisle. Uh, once it, it, it's, uh, it meets here, uh, we, have, we have two cranes, three cranes basically, that are going to start uh, basically uh, picking the pieces. And before that, obviously, we bring the mobile launcher, the new mobile launcher uh, that is outside that you can see. We bring that new mobile launcher into High Bay 3. Uh, once the mobile launcher is set up in High Bay 3, uh, we start picking up the pieces of the vehicle uh, from the transfer aisle. We basically uh, transfer them through the 16th floor. There's a big opening at the 16th floor. Those pieces will come down and then start being uh, assembled on top of the mobile launcher. So what kind of pieces are, are we talking about here? What's what's coming uh, in here? Well, uh, we, we're talking like, like the uh, uh, sections of the uh, solid rocket boosters. Uh, there's two solid rocket boosters. Each solid rocket booster has uh, five sections. Uh, so those ten sections will be basically coming in pieces here. Once they're processed, they will be transferred to the mobile launcher and start stacking them up. Uh, the vehicle, uh, I'm not sure how many pieces the vehicle will come. I know at least that uh, we have the, um, the, the portion where the tank, the core stage where the tank and, and the engines are. 
And then we, we got the upper stages where the uh, vehicle capsule and, and some other service module uh, pieces are, uh, might be three or four pieces. So all those pieces will start arriving. Uh, once they're inspected, they, um, TOS will probably do some processing to those. Once they're ready, the cranes will pick them up and transfer them into the mobile launcher. So it's like Ikea. You just put it all together while it's here, right? <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but it's not that easy. Uh, it takes a lot of manpower and a lot of checking before they can, they can mate one piece with the other. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a process of stacking things one on top of the other. That's interesting because I was under the assumption that those solid rocket boosters come in as one piece and this is just used to plop everything together. But no, you're, you're doing a no, lot of fabricating. No, no. Everything, everything comes in pieces. Uh, I mean, major pieces. Uh, like I said, the solid rocket boosters, each solid rocket booster comes into five pieces, uh, which they're, they're transferred, obviously, into the mobile launcher. And each piece is stacked one on top of the other uh, independently. Just looking around, there's all of these photographs of, of shuttle. I mean, this was piece of, of a building that was used in the shuttle program. What's gone into tr uh, transforming it from shuttle to SLS? After the shuttle program, uh, obviously the shuttle program uh, lasted more than 25 years. So you can understand this building, and because we were basically stacking uh, shuttles in two bays at the same time, uh, this building was basically operational 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there was very little opportunity to, to kind of uh, bring the systems that were put back in the 60s, some of the systems that were put back in the 60s, uh, to refurbish them and completely take them out and put new systems. So when the shuttle program ended, we took that opportunity. We have upgraded all the, most of the electrical, most of the fire protection. Obviously, the structure uh, where the uh, SLS is going to be processed has been completely modified. We took all the um, shuttle platforms out, and we modified the whole bay. And then we added the new platforms that are going to be used to process the SLS vehicle. It's almost as if when this was used for Apollo, SLS is more like an Apollo-style rocket, right? It's, Did you go back to what you were doing in the 60s? Right. It's, it's more of, a, of, of an Apollo-type rocket. Uh, so, obviously, the same kind of process will take over. The only thing, obviously, there's, there's very few people. I don't know if there's any people from the Apollo era, you know. So, it's, it's, even though it's a, it's, a, it's a process that was done before, most of the people who are going to be processing this vehicle are new. They're not, obviously, they were not here for Apollo. So it's, it's, it's a complete new process for everybody who's going to be working on this vehicle. Now, when it comes to SLS, how long is it going to take from start to finish when that mobile launch platform rolls in here until the time it rolls back out to the pad? What's the, what's the process? Well, uh, right now, obviously, the first flight, the first flight being the first flight, uh, takes a lot longer. Um, the, the schedule that we have right now is the mobile launcher coming into the building January next year, and, the, um, and, and that would be to do a lot of verification and validation. 
since this will be the first time we bring the mobile launcher after the platforms were uh, built, then um, the vehicle will launch somewhere in July 2019. So there will be a long time for the first flight before um, we could we could launch the vehicle. Uh, obviously, the the second flight hopefully will be a lot faster uh, because we had gain experience and uh, the process will go a little bit smoother. Now, we were just at pad 39B. It's a lot quieter in here. Are all those modifications good to go or are you just waiting for no, that? No, as you can see, you know, at the, at, at the end of the building, all those platforms you see there, uh, that's, uh, that's, those are uh, additional platforms. Basically, and let me, let me tell you what the modifications were for SLS. Like I said, we, we took all the uh, shuttle platforms out, and we added 10 new level of platforms. There are 20 half of platforms. These platforms are, are completely state-of-the-art. The platforms not only can move up or down 10 feet, but obviously they will surround the vehicle uh, when the vehicle is, is being stacked in the middle of the mobile launcher. So they kind of hug it. They, they yes, come around. Exactly. Another thing that, that we did different from the, from the uh, shuttle platforms is that because we were designing these platforms before the final design of the vehicle was, we decided to uh, build these inserts, which is the front of the platform, that we could take out and uh, basically modify, if structurally modified, and put back into the platform without having to take the whole platform out or build a new platform. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty new concept. Right now we're in the middle, all the platforms are, are stacked, and we're in the middle of testing and adding some additional uh, access and handling platforms that are gonna be closer to the vehicle. So these will wrap around the vehicle and it's to help assemble it basically, right? Exactly, exactly. Basically the ones, the platforms you're looking right now, are platforms that are gonna go in the F level and these platforms specifically are gonna be used to do the close out of the uh, solid rocket booster, uh, basically top piece of the solid rocket boosters. In terms of height, they're very high uh, and they will wrap around the whole solid rocket booster so that they could do the final checks on, on the portion, on the cone of the solid rocket booster that has the parachutes and all the other elements, you know, for the solid rocket boosters. Uh, if we move in, this is High Bay 3. And as you could see, uh, basically, all the platforms are, are basically in. And we're still doing a lot of uh, a lot of work in terms of making sure the platforms do uh, move in and out, and and we could uh, ver uh, do the re verification and validation of all the systems and how the platform works. That's that's what's happening right now. This is incredible. So this is where it's it's going to be assembled, and you can see the platforms going all the way up to the top there. How tall is this this uh, building? That obviously the, the top of the building is, the, the roof of the building is 525 feet. The platforms uh, go up to like 342 feet. Uh, that's, that's the highest platform we got right now and that's where the uh, launch aboard system is gonna be. Basically that platform will surround the launch aboard system. 
for them to do the final checking uh, before taking the, the whole rocket out to the launch platform. This is huge. This is a giant rocket. <laughs> you, don't, you don't realize it until you see the scale of, of the building to, to put it together. It's massive. Yes. Uh, and, and obviously, uh, the doors are closed right now, but uh, when the mobile launcher comes in, those doors will open. They're completely open to the top. So it's, uh, it's an impressive view when you could go up there and look out and see how far you could see from the from the top platform of the, this 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 uh, bay. Were there any challenges, you know, this building being used 25 years for shuttle, to try and, and retrofit it again for uh, a rocket system coming in here? What were the challenges to that you had to overcome to make that work? Well, uh, like like yes, there there were challenges absolutely. Uh, you're trying, you're trying to fit a complete new system, you know, on a structure that was designed for fixed platforms. The platforms that were here for for Apollo were fixed platforms, so they they basically didn't they move up and down, and uh, it was it was a it was a very complex design to come up with the system of how we were going to move these platforms up and down. Basically, what we had to do is put some rails on, on four of the columns where the platforms are located. And, and probably you could, you could see this, this rails over here. There's four rails surrounding the platform and each rail has openings, you know, a foot apart. If you see right here, you see the openings one foot apart. That means that you could, you could move the platform up or down, you know, so the other, the, other, um, the other big challenge, obviously, is the fact that this building was designed and built in the 60s. So, so um, structural codes do change, so we have to adapt to that. Uh, not only that, uh, there's, there's, a lot of, um, there's a lot of drawings that were put together in the 60s that, that we had to go and build new as-builds because uh, most of the information uh, was not there, completely there. And because the tolerances on the platforms are so tight, uh, we basically had to rescan and, and, and resurvey the whole bay to be able to understand exactly what the, what the original conditions were so that we can modify them and adapt them to the SLS vehicle. Why is it good to have those platforms that move? Is that because the SLS, the, the configuration changes from mission to mission? Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, for the second flight, for the second flight, we're gonna move four of the platforms and add two additional platforms. So for the second flight, the, the vehicle is gonna be even taller. So we're gonna be adding two more platforms and then change elevations of some of the platforms. The other reason for that, and, and also for the uh, insert, is that this, this bay could be used for commercial, if, if that's the desire at some point. Uh, it can adapt to a commercial vehicle by modifying, obviously you will have to do modification on the structure of the platform, but uh, you can adapt that the height and uh, the, uh, the shape of a, of a commercial vehicle if, if you ever have to do that.
Was that always the plan after after shuttle retired and you were phasing that out? Was the plan to make this an adaptable building? Well, I, it, it was after some point, you know. You've got to remember that we started with Constellation. Constellation was a little bit different from what we're doing right now. When we went into, into SLS, then that concept was fully adapted and we wanted to make this bay to be as flexible as possible so that it could be used not only for SLS, but for commercial if that was so the desire. Jose, what's it like working in this building that, that you know this massive rocket is coming in that's going to take humans to deep space? What's it like knowing that you're a part of that? Oh, it's, uh, it's definitely one of those opportunities. You have one in a lifetime. Uh, I'm absolutely thankful I had an outstanding group of people working for me and that we were able to put together this. I'm looking forward to the first flight. Hopefully, uh, we're all looking forward for that first flight. So uh, it will be very exciting to see this vehicle fly from here. And knowing that, that so much effort was put into modifying this high bay for this vehicle, I, I mean, it's something that uh, after you finish a project, it, it kind of becomes part, part of you, you know, part of your soul, you know. You leave a piece of you every time you do a project like this. And what's left? Are, are you ready for that, that mobile launch platform to roll in here? Uh, we will be ready sometime in October. Uh, like I said, right now we're just uh, doing all the testing of the platforms. Just to make sure everything is ready, we got a few things that we, we still got some access and handling platforms that we have to install, and that's what we're working right now. Uh, but once that is finished, we'll probably be ready in October uh, to receive, basically to, to be ready for when the mobile launcher decides they want to come in. I can't wait to come back and see the rocket in here, Jose. You're Thank more than welcome. <laughs> Thank you. That was Jose Perez Morales. He's managing the upgrades at the Vehicle Assembly Building at the Kennedy Space Center. I'll post a link to some more audio. We had a conversation from the upper levels of the VAB about those movable platforms. That'll be on our Facebook page. Be sure to look us up and follow us. Search for Are We There Yet? podcast. In the next episode, we'll take a look at the mobile launcher and how engineers are getting ready to start piecing together SLS. The conversation continues on Twitter. The show is AWTYMars, and I'm at SpaceBrendan. Support for Are We There Yet? comes from the listeners of WMFE. Our theme music was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more space news online at wmfe.org space. Until next time, I'm Brendan Byrne. Thanks for listening.